Hello and welcome to our podcast Inside SAP S4HANA. There is no customer success without product success and project success. I'm Yannick Pederschmidt. I'm the head of SAP Product Success Enablement Team. Two years ago, in episode 34, we were joined by Len Harms, the Chief Experience Officer at Rising, and we talk about how Rising successfully go live with SAP S4HANA Cloud and the importance of fit-to-standard make it a success. And an episode that is really worth checking out if you haven't. Today, I'm super happy that uh, Len is joining us once more together with a colleague, Jody Hayrode, the CEO Rising HCM at Rising, to talk about another SAP application recently implemented by Rising with great success, SAP success factors. Glad to have you on the podcast, Jody and Len. Thanks for being with us. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for asking. In this episode, Jody and Len will dig into the acclimatation, so to say, to companies, to customers, to the cloud by eventually starting with the line of business HR and the solution SAP success factor. And um, I think this was a fascinating idea that you've brought to the table when we brainstorm about a, a joint podcast. But before that, in a, in a good tradition, um, I'd like our audience to let you guys know a little bit more, uh, not only as a subject matter expert or your, in your um, executive position now, but eventually more personally. Uh, is there a personal fact that you'd like to share with us, Jody? Yeah, let's see. Um, I have a love for everything kind of outdoors. Um, and one thing that probably would not fit with somebody that knows my personality is one of the things that I love most is kind of high thrill adventures. So things like skydiving, roller coasters, anything that is um, somewhat scary. So that's a kind of fun fact about me. Thanks for sharing. What about you, Len? And of course, something different than from episode 34. <laughs> uh, my, my hobby would differ quite a bit from Jody's. I go the opposite direction. I go nice and I say quiet, but sometimes it's not so quiet. I love to build furniture out of, and I use a lot of different woods. And for me, there's nothing more relaxing than going into my wood shop and making uh, a piece of furniture. I don't use a lot of power equipment, just chisels, sandpaper, a lot of uh, saws. And I really enjoy that creative process. It's quite different than, than what I do in my regular job. And I, I really love the quietness of being able to do that. Interesting. Never heard about that, to be honest. To, to that extent, do you have an online shop? <laughs> my wife has asked me to stop making furniture for everyone okay. else and, and work on her plans. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm off limits for a little while, Yannick, maybe in a year or two. Okay, let's talk later. Maybe another podcast episode to talk about that. Okay, um, Jody Len, this, this episode is really about helping customers manage the transition to the cloud, but maybe start somewhere else from a different angle or a different perspective. So my questions, uh, this good place to start that we've named already HR with SP success factors. How did you come to that idea to start a cloud transformation with an HR solution? Yeah, it, it's it's interesting, Yannick. I'd actually like to go back to your introduction because I want to add a little bit more to it. You had mentioned that um, we just had a uh, successful go live on success factors. It was one of the modules. We actually started our whole implementation of or journey in SAP Cloud 
with success factors. You, you, you could almost look at it and say we've bookended our journey with success factors. So if you go back even, uh, I believe it was 2012, that's when we started our first implementation in, in the SAP cloud space. And um, it was based on HR using uh, specifically the employee central, which is the, the foundation. And Jody can speak about the, this in much more detail than I can. And we started building with that foundation. And it's interesting, even if you go back, uh, you know, that's almost 10 years ago now. And we used the same principles at that time that we use now. And we use standardization. And it really helped us as an organization to start to learn how to work with the cloud. So we started with, um, as I mentioned, the SAP uh, success factors. That was our first foray into the cloud. And it made sense for us to do that because for an organization our size, uh, SAP was at that point starting to develop more of the cloud solutions that would fit a company our size. So starting there made sense. And then as we moved forward, it, it was based off of uh, the SAP solutions becoming uh, much more fit for purpose for a company our size. Thanks, and Jody. That's foundations for HR. Why do you think this is a good start then for other modules? You know, part of the the, the S four bundle of finance, etc. What is your point of view there? And I I would say um, Len hit it in terms of where the starting point is uh, is really core core HR, because that's where, and I think it's a practical starting point because um, much of moving to the cloud has to do with um, getting your data cleansed um, and as Len said, standardized. And so this is a kind of a controlled area where you can start that standardization, understand how you can get the, the base data model um, fit for not only from an HR payroll standpoint, but also then as you're thinking about moving um, beyond and going into the finance area and others. But it's really a good way to uh, orient and allow your company because HR hits all, every kind of employee, right? Across the company to what it's like to work in the cloud and how to get them prepared for some of the other adjacent moves. But it's it's really about, um, and I would, I would add on to this, that um, making sure that you start with the end in mind for the entire cloud solution so that you can work on a combined data model, especially across uh, HR, payroll, and um, finance. So that data model has where you're going to go and you can allow them to do it in, in phases because many companies obviously can't start to do it all at once from a big bang standpoint. Did you make that a best practice then for your own customers to recommend to start with HR and as you said, the employee data, the, the core HR data, and then extend from there? Yes, and so that's, that's one of the things that as we're talking with our customers about um, what to do and um, how to do it when they're thinking about kind of the uh, initial foray into the cloud. That's the conversations that we have. Now, it may not be the right time. Um, they may have an urgent need somewhere else and they, they have to start that. But I think what we would say is, uh, again, reiterating, start with the end in mind so that you're thinking about it very holistically 
and that um, the, the entire data model will work together um, at the end of the day. So now let's talk about the, um, the end-to-end processes or the business processes that uh, are ultimately the, the reason why you do this business transformation. Um, I'd assume higher to retire is uh, the best bridge between SAP success factors and SAP S4HANA. Would you confirm, Jody? Is it what you think about in this transformation? Exactly. That's that's the place that if if we're going to recommend, that's where I would start because that is the base process from an HR standpoint. And then obviously you can add all the other modules um, as a phased in approach, but that's the place that I would start. And if we look at the the technical perspective, because these are different line of business products with of course integrations between the two standard integrations, but what would be then the journey from a technical perspective? Assume you have implemented, you know, the the core data, master data management, eventually time, uh, eventually payroll. Um, What is then the next step going into S4? From there, when you move into S4, the next step would be finance is the most logical because you've got to, in the S4 solution, finance is so fundamental. It, uh, Jody mentioned um, that in success factors, you have EC, that employee central, the building block, if you will. And so much of the S4 environment is off that building block of your legal entity, your cost center, your GL. So once you've looked at those HR uh, processes and you want to make that next step, the next step becomes S4 finance. You might want to add on some simple procurement and other aspects around it, but without a doubt, it's finance. You have two products with SAP success factors and then SAP S4HANA with the finance module, and you might get a slightly different user experience. What is the message when you train the people You know, and motivate them to adopt these end-to-end processes? What is the message you give to them? Or did you bring that into the Fury Launchpad or how did you cope with the fact that they are two applications? Yeah, we use the, the Fury Launchpad as uh, the primary delivery. And the people that were most impacted by this potential for the two UIs that you're referring to is our finance team. So if you looked at the bulk of the organization, uh, most of what we were doing was all based in success factors. So there was a small percentage of people that were faced with this double uh, potential for uh, user interface, and it was in our finance team. And our finance team, um, quite mature, used to working in in a system environment. So we just went through and explained why it would work that way. And we used the Fury Launchpad to try to mitigate it. And we're also, we have a couple of folks in our company, uh, specifically, I'll mention our CHRO, who's uh, really driving the initiative to look at workspace, I believe, um, uh, as a means to try to consolidate and get that down to one. So we are continuing to work on that. But the message to our finance team was that uh, we've got the two UIs, try and mitigate it as best we can through Fiori and try to keep it down to a smaller number of impacted people. But I also, in addition to that, in one of the things that often gets left off or not, the attention is not as great is, the, you know, the overall change org readiness. And I think that that is front and center to the success of not only the project, but Yannick, as you said, you know, there are nuances or differences um, and we've got to acclimate the the employee population, the users 
to that, try and make it as simple as possible. But, um, you know, let's you have to address it up front and get people ready for those those types of changes and the and the differences and similarities. And, and that's a good a good top, good topic. I wanted to ask about um, acceptance of standard best practices because we all know that. Uh, this is how we design our cloud applications. It's based on standard best practices, you know, for, for the HR modules as well as, of course, for financial sales procurement. Where did you see the most resistance? Was it more on the HR side or was it more than on the finance side? I'll comment back on the, uh, on the HR side specifically when we did the implementations. The solution overall was was more uh, embraced because we were coming away from a collection, if you will, of all of these bits and pieces all over the place, a lot of Excel spreadsheets. And so to finally bring it into one single spot, it was so much easier from an access perspective and even just uh, being able to do things once. So instead of having to update information five times because you had five different areas, we could update the information once in one system, in, in one place in success factors. And so from that perspective, uh, it, was, it was quite positive. And then if I look at finance, in finance, uh, it was a little bit tougher because the SAP, we had also expanded the scope. So it really wasn't a fair comparison, if you will. Like if you look at our legacy environment and what we were doing in our legacy environment and then what we went to on the S4 side, that scope of change was quite dramatic. And, and I'll actually reference something Jody said in terms of preparing the organization from a change management perspective. That was one of the things that we could have done a little bit better. We knew we were adding things, but we didn't, I don't think we fully appreciated was the impact it would have, well, let's say on somebody in their specific job description and how this enhanced capability, because it, it does. I mean, we can do so much more in S4 finance than we, we ever could have done in our legacy environment. But we needed to help people understand what that change is. Uh, so people have learned the change by using it, uh, but I do think we could have done a little bit more to help uh, uh, some of our folks understand the, what that change was gonna look like. I would add to that, I think that it has a little bit to do also with um, the type of firm we are, being a professional services firm. All of our consultants have much more interaction with what we did in S4 than perhaps um, other types of um, firms or companies. Yeah, that's an excellent point, Jody. Yep. In terms of recommendation, which industries would you say are the most major to go through that journey? It's a prof services certainly is one, uh, but which industries would come next according to you? Yeah, I think some of the places that we've already seen it is uh, finance, banking, like the, the service industries. And then something quite recently, um, and this is we've been working uh, a couple of opportunities um, in uh, healthcare where we have these smaller healthcare providers. And it is in many ways a service industry. And so uh, we're actually finding opportunities there where it's an HR first with with a finance coming up behind it. So uh, again, I think anything service oriented, finance, banking, and interestingly enough, healthcare. Now I'd like to ask um, 
uh, some more detailed questions, uh, really from your from your experience. Uh, you know, there, there are some integration best practices between SP success factors and SPS for HANA. Uh, what would be, according to you, the hidden jewels to speed up the integration? Question one, question two is, where do you see room for improvement, which would lead to kind of a, a wish or an ask to the SAP engineering organization um, based on, you know, the, the priorities from from yourself, actually, from rising and the, the customers where you're doing the similar implementation? So if you look at uh, the master data, it's the standardization and standardization in really some very simple ways. If you kind of look at postal code is a really good example, and I'll Sorry, I'll be very specific. This is in the U.S. We have five uh, digits, and then you can occasionally have a dash and then four more digits. And I go down to that level of detail because one of the things that you can do in success factors is note, in the U.S., are you going to allow five or ten, right? And making sure that whatever you allow is consistent across each one of your records. And this goes back to a comment that Jody made right at the beginning of uh, this conversation, which is the importance of master data and setting those rules tight really help because then when you start to go into S4, and again, I'll, I'll reference comment uh, Jody made around having the end in sight. So when you look at if your journey is going to be from success, success factors, you're going to go into S4, you're going to leverage finance, having that data discipline right at the beginning is really helpful because then as you go into the integration, it makes a such a positive difference. And so back to the, the second question you asked, Yannick, if I was to ask SAP, one of the things I would ask them to do is to tighten up the alignment of the data models between the two environments. So if you look again, I'm going to use the postal code because it's it's one that we ran into. So hence, I've got a lot of, uh, lot of experience around that particular one. And we had a we had a uh, configuration in success factors that set up the metadata for that postal code and s4 allowed us to actually have it different and so because of that we actually had to make sure our data was aligned because the two uh, fields in success factors and then in s4 actually were different in terms of the metadata so having a, a closer alignment on that data model and I, I will reference a uh, strategy paper that i know christian klein had published or had, had published very early in his tenure and he talked about that alignment and we're seeing examples of that and my my ask of sap was please continue on that journey it makes a big difference to us so please continue to do that we've we have seen some standardization across the data model please continue it uh, it'll make a tremendous difference. If you take a look at the integrations that are in place, there's a standard one that connects uh, success factors to S4. And we had to do a fair amount of work in terms of the, the data models on both sides and then making sure they match. So having um, more developed in the integration ready to go would, would again make a big difference in terms of the implementation and then making sure that as both are upgraded, they're upgraded together so we don't end up with that misalignment. It kind of goes back to, you know, you can talk about a consistent data model between the two systems. Also having the upgrade pass for both of them 
in conjunction or in alignment so that we don't inadvertently end up with, with a different data model. Yeah, and I would just echo that. That That's a big ask from the work that we do from our customers and often is, um, you know, there's delays or there are complications associated with that um, when the integrations are not as tight um, and structured as we would um, like them to be. Well, I think the call to action is, is, is well understood and I think these are Nice closing words as well. Thanks, Lynn and, and Jody. Thanks very much for joining us today and sharing your insights. I've learned a lot. Um, I'm sure our audience will enjoy this too. And for our listeners, feel free to drop an email via insightS4 at acp.com and let us know which of the future topics are of your interest. So again, Jody, thanks a lot. Thanks to you, Lynn, as well, to be again with us on our podcast series. Tune in next time and always be inside SAP S4HANA. Bye.